Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Hey, live today, the C.L. Bryant Show is coming at ya. Yeah, somewhere on the island of Hutchinson in the state of Florida, in the city of Jensen, the county of St. Lucie. That's where the show is emanating from these days and proud uh, to be doing it. I'm so glad that you are able to come along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Uh, I am C.L. Bryant and it is uh, an incredible, incredible time that we are going through together and we will, um, I don't know what it is we're, we're having to and why we're having to overcome so many things at this point in time, but we certainly are having to overcome them. And uh, we better do it together. That's all I'm saying to you. We better do it together uh, because it, it's one of those situations that does arise just like it did before uh, when we were here before. We have been here before. In fact, folks, you need to find you need to understand that there are very few situations uh, that we will face as Americans, probably few situations you'll face in life that you haven't um, somebody hasn't experienced them before. And more than not, they live tell about it, which means that uh, chances are, regardless of what you're going through, you're going to live tell about it. Yeah, you're going to live, tell about it. And so face it with courage and defeat it. Move on. That's what we're going to do in 2022. We're going to face our opposition with courage. We're going to defeat them. And we're going to move on back, hopefully, into our American lives. Or is that a pipe dream? Or is that something that ain't never going to happen? Are, are we at a point? I mean, you, you're the only person that can answer it. And depending on how you answer it, depends on it will we'll actually direct how it goes. <laughs> yeah, it will. The, the, listen, the way you answer it will also be how it goes. If you feel as though America can never regain her core values, then she won't. If you are one who believes that America 
is on the absolute slide and decline and that the HELOTs, uh, you see the movie Meet John Doe, and that the HELOTs have taken over than they have. Me, I have not yet conceded that. And the reason, the how you know that I have not conceded it is because I'm still here. It, it, friends, listen, I've told you this before. I'm going to tell you again. I've told you this before. I'm going to tell you again. If, in fact, if, in fact, uh, I'm going to live in a socialist nation, and I'm going to go somewhere where, you know, hey, uh, I've never been before. I don't want to see uh, the, the things that I have grown to love in this nation turned out into something. Uh, just I just don't want to see that. So I, I, I would leave it and just go start somewhere fresh. If I actually believe, whenever I come to the, the point where I believe that this fight is lost, and it's, it's not, it's not uh, worth fighting anymore. You know what I'm going to do. I'm bailing. I'm getting out of here. Because I, I can't stand to see her crumble that way. I would not be able to stand it. And so I just leave. If, if the fight is over, then, uh, you know, take off the gloves and go, go somewhere. Go, go retire somewhere. But the fight isn't over. And the way you know that the fight is not over is that I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, I'm still here because the day that it's over, I'm out of here. Oh, you got Madonna and you have uh, people like uh, what? Uh, not Brad Pitt. Uh, oh, you know, what I'm talking about I'm talking about they would uh, leave America if so-and-so gets elected. No, no, no. I, I never said that if Joe Biden got, got elected, that I, I would leave and go somewhere else. That's just not happening. No, Joe Biden gets elected. I stay and fight. We stay and fight. You need to stay and fight so that uh, he just doesn't duplicate himself because that's exactly what's about to happen now. That lizard, that tail of that lizard has broken off and it is growing back. It had been broken off, uh, but now it's growing back. So what do we do? Do we run, hide? No, I believe America can be great again. And you know what? I believe that there are people on in the other camp who know that it can be great again. And that is why, just go figure, that is why they are so vehemently against anyone who wants to make it great again. Are you hearing me? They are vehemently against anyone who has that idea or inclination or want to. They're against that. You had better believe that Donald John Trump scared and scares and will scare the daylights out of those who feel as though 
They have won the day. And you better believe this. The Dems are now believing that they have won the day. Yeah. Because they, they successfully kick him off. How, how do you ban, uh, let's just say, how do, how do you ban, oh, I can't think of, a, of a, a heinous president. I really can't. And I know that the libs want, you want to paint Donald Trump as one. But let, let, well, who's the most? Okay, no, General Jackson was not a heinous president. He, was a, he was, may have been a racist, but racism, that's a thing of the heart and a thing of the times that you live in. And Jackson was probably victims of both. Andrew Johnson has said some oddly things. The president after, after Lincoln was assassinated. I guess he's the one that I don't like. And maybe uh, Wilson, Woodrow Wilson, because he was definitely uh, someone who, who, who did not like uh, things that would have helped the country at the time, especially a race is concerned. So, so would they have been banned from a platform like Facebook or Twitter or something like that? I don't think so. You would never ban a president of the United States from something that all other Americans enjoy. And then you would have to ask questions about who made the decision to do the banning, right? Well, there's no due process in any of this. And so when we're talking about uh, the, the president of the United, the president, the only, in my opinion, too, the only the only legitimate president of the United States, Donald John Trump, who is going to run again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and you can smooth believe that Ron DeSantis is on that radar. Big time as VP. And oh, my goodness, is not. What's that? How's that thing? Location, location, location. And OCL has relocated to the great state of Florida at the right time where both, listen to this, the president and the vice president and CL <laughs> are all residents of the same state. Oh, you got Bongino down here, and you got all kind of folks down here. You got uh, oh, comes on right before right right before uh, uh, me. Uh, uh, all all of us are down here. This is going to be interesting. Once we get the report coming in, oh, you got to give it another three four months before the Dems will get as antsy and as anxious as they have ever been because their time is running out. They're like Satan in a way. They're like the evil one. He is very active now. And the reason why he's active now is because he has but little time you know how folks start acting when they know time is beginning to, to run out. They start acting antsy. Start wanting things to happen in a hurry. 
That's where the Democrats are. They need things to happen in a hurry. And the only way that they're going to happen in a hurry is if you sit back, sit by and let them do it like you've done. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I get it that there were some of you who were massively deceived you know, with the Joe Biden thing, I, I get that. I get that, that there were some of you who were who were massively deceived with the Joe Biden thing. And and I also get the idea. I get it. That uh, for whatever reason, you thought America could possibly be a kinder, gentler place with Joe Biden. weakness opens you up to abuse period I don't care what situation it is weakness opens you up to abuse many of us learned that the the hard way no I did America you have too you've learned it the hard way and for whatever reason I don't understand why you would choose a weak leader again you saw what happened in with Obama we were being thumped on the head by everybody who passed by us <laughs> yeah okay so we got all these great uh, tools and we were called the 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 only superpower left in the world but joe biden in two years of joe biden and kamala harris you all do know that that could go away right are, are you are you are you hearing me china can become the the premier power in the world and they are working hard at trying to do it their their navy is uh already bigger than ours huh already so what do you do with a with a with a president who wants to deescalate that and bring that down huh so huh. You better wake up because they can't do it to us. I'm talking about your legislators. They can't do it to us without you. Not saying anything, not doing anything, not acting. That's how we got to this point. You thought for some reason Joe Biden, after being in Washington for 45 years, Never having done anything, nothing in 45 years would do something now. What would make you think that? (laughs) What would make you think that a man who chose Kamala Harris because uh, somebody on uh, CNN CNN said, you know, he ought to choose Kamala Harris. Huh? What would make you think that he would do anything? There's no way. There is no way he's going to do nothing. He never has. And he never he never will. 
because, first of all, Joe Biden's not in charge. Who is, we don't really know. But we do know it ain't Joe Biden. So, coming up in uh, the show a little bit later on today will be Nilsa Alvarez. I was on with her uh, yesterday, and um, there are Latino voices that are absolutely amazing throughout this nation, and she is one of them. I'm going to have her on to talk to us about the work that she's doing. I'd love to have she and her husband on uh, at another time to talk about their ministry as well. And um, But Latinos in Tennessee, Latinos for Tennessee, is something that I was involved in yesterday. And listen, folks, I was really uh, pleasantly surprised, really, at how involved they are in a southern state like Tennessee. Because, see, when you think of Tennessee, first of all, you do not think Latino. You don't. You don't think Latino. You don't think that at all. But let me tell you, you should. Because they are very, very active. And they're about to be even more active in national politics here. As uh, we give way and give them plat, give uh, uh, Nielsa and her group um, room to talk and share with us here on this platform, the C.L. Bryant Show. Um, years ago, and I don't know if I shared this yesterday with them on, um, on air on the um, webinar, but years ago, blacks and Latinos were actually close, very close. Because we were fighting the same battle back in the days of Cesar Chavez, uh, blacks and Latinos were very close. Now, uh, we had more of a radical agenda then, because, of course, all of us were younger then, than we um, do now because we've grown up. And I understand young radicalism. I understand that. I was one. I was a young radical myself. I understand young radicalism. What I don't understand is the need to destroy people's stuff. Huh? I don't see the need to burn people's businesses down. But I understand young radicalism. All right? And so, all for it. If, in fact, you just had peaceful protesters who could articulately Talk about what they are protesting and why. Oh, I admire that so much because you'd have the spirit of uh, that's the spirit of America debate conversation. That is not what we're seeing here. That is not what we're looking at here. That's not what's going on. Back in the days of Cesar Chavez and Martin King and even Malcolm X until they start getting killed, there was debate going on. We need to get back to that. I'm C.L. Bryant. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. Don't you go anywhere. Be right back.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you, coast to coast, border to border, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is uh, America. Thank each and every one of you uh, for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. And, uh, hey, folks, let me tell you, let me tell you that uh, this is the way to do it. The way to do it is, in fact, to, um, (laughs) the way to do it is in fact to push back the way we did in the 60s and 70s. It all stopped in the 80s. Actually, it, it stopped in 1968, the, the year of um, assassinations. Yeah, that's what happened. The year of assassinations. It, it actually stopped in 1968, Dr. King was uh, killed in April, and Bobby Kennedy was killed in um, June of that year. And so this is uh, something that... Um, we experienced and it is something that um, we know was well I know that um, you may not have been around (laughs) in 1968 I was just a kid myself in 1968 I was just a, just a just a kid, but uh, you just uh, need to understand that what if you came along in the seventies, you're a product um, of nineteen sixty eight, and. You may not know why your world is shaped the way it is. And um, you may not know why uh, things have panned out the way they have now in America. It all stems back 
1968. The death of Martin Luther King caused burnings of cities, buildings, those types of things in 1968. And the death of Bobby Kennedy uh, changed the flavoring of politics in this country. And of course, we were still very innocent uh, at that time. We still believed in in, in, in uh, political uh, icons and, and that type of thing back at that time. We still believe that. Uh, friends, I certainly want to be, uh, thank all of you for coming along and making our show as popular as it has become. And uh, one of the reasons it has become is, first of all, we're on the largest talk platform in the nation. Uh, Red State Talk, Red State Talk, the talk monster. If you're traveling through Times Square, uh, about a block away from where they drop the big ball, uh, look up above Iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not, and there you will see the Red State Talk billboard. And every hour, 24 hours a day, the C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there on the big board. No C.L.'s face looking right back at you there in Times Square. It's because of people like you who have made the show so popular that we are able to uh, carry this type of message. And my next guest also is one of those types of people that we've had on uh, this show, or that we haven't had on the show before, but we've had on this show her caliber. You're used to this caliber of person. And she has a very, very high caliber agenda a high caliber mission and the people she represents, Latinos for uh, Tennessee. Uh, folks, when you think of Tennessee, you really don't think Latina, do you? Well, you will after the day. Help me welcome uh, back or help me welcome to the show for the first time a new friend, a person that I found yesterday. I was with them and very proud to have been with them on their webinar. Uh, Nilsa Alvarez, thank you for joining us. How are you? Hey, Reverend. I am so honored to be on your show. Thank you so much for the invitation, and thank you for all your kind words. And yesterday was awesome. You totally, like, literally blew the audience's mind off <laughs> because it was just epic. I'm, I'm getting the uh, feedback like you can't imagine. Um, it's such an honor to work with individuals such as yourself that I believe God has anointed for such a time as this to not only speak truth, but spit fire when it comes to the truth in a generation where everyone is being offended by anything and standing for nothing. And it's time that we stand up for what's right. We stand with the truth. And you're doing it, Reverend, and I'm so excited to be part of your alliance now. Glory to God, and thank you so much for for that. All praises to him. And Nilsa, you know, I, I understand, and you and I are both Christians unashamed of that uh, in this country. And the one thing that uh, really attracted me to uh, working with you, and I, we will, Michelle, uh, be certain that we put her in the rotation for regular guest. Um, when, when, we, when I first saw Latinos for uh, Tennessee, I said, my, I, I just don't think of uh, Latinos in Tennessee. Tell us how active that is. Tell us about your organization. Tell us what you are about and how to get a hold of you. All of that. Talk to us. Awesome. Well, Latinos for Tennessee uh, was founded and is led by Raul Lopez. 
and Pastor Tommy Vallejos, along with a team of Hispanics that were kind of spread out throughout the state, but were united. Uh, uh, Raul and Tommy, I'm going to highlight them real quick because aside from leading the first conservative Hispanic Latino political organization uh, coming out of Nashville, addressing the issues and empowering and informing the Hispanic community throughout the state about what's going on, what's happening, and why they need to engage with the issues that are rising up politically and also socially uh, so that they don't fall for the propaganda that is reeling in the Hispanic community. A lot of people do not know that just as there is a growing censorship of conservative speech and, and conservative thoughts and and even unbiased news is being uh, kind of just dusted under the rug. It, it, you know, if you think it's bad in English, in Hispanic national media, it's worse. Wow. We don't even have we don't even have a Fox News on its good day. Not even that. Um, it's literally all owned and uh, run by the left and the liberal media. Uh, it's on the, what I call the socialist conveyor belt, where they're feeding propaganda to the Hispanic community coast to coast in the U.S. And when you come to America and you're adapting as an immigrant, the first thing you do is tune in to Hispanic media sources so that you can understand the world around you. So think about this. For Hispanics migrating to the United States, their first contact is with media. And if media is telling them that the, that the, that the country that they migrated to is really not that great because it's already rigged against them and all this uh, political divisive, uh, just detrimental speech is just you know being poured into their minds, well, then it's going to be easy for leftists to then crank out that Hispanic vote in their direction if that's all they're uh, receiving. Now, a reverence, something that people don't even know how bad it is in Hispanic media, it's to the point when, when they have Republican commentators, it, and it depends what <laughs> depends when they really want, um, when they don't want an opposing view, they have fake Republican commentators and fake conservatives come and give the opposing perspective that at the end they agree with the liberal agenda. Wow. Wow. Nilsa, Nilsa, let me let me put a pin right there. Just hold that. Don't 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 lose the thought. Hold the thought. But folks, this is exactly why I wanted you to hear this today, because had you ever thought about it? Huh? Had you ever thought about it? The first contact that those who are coming to this country uh, get is from the media. And if they don't necessarily speak the language fluently, they go to the language source that they're most familiar with. So, as Nilsa said, they can understand the world around them. Doesn't that make sense? Of course, it makes sense. Naturally, that's exactly what you're going to do. You're going to go to the source so that you can understand where you are but had you ever thought that maybe the thoughts that they are being fed are being manipulated already by socialist sources that is poisoning them against America Nilsa please continue to enlighten us about what goes on here Yes, and you know, and this is the reason why uh, we have been working hand in hand with 
several organizations. I, I run a political strategy and project man- management company uh, that literally helps political organizations um, and uh, even ministries. We help ministries engage the Hispanic community and be able to help not only translate their content, but we help them understand the melting pot of the Latino dynamic so that when they're communicating something, they're not offending another group because of the verbiage they're using. Because if you know the Hispanic community, you understand that a word that you can say in Puerto Rico is offensive in El Salvador. Yeah, and a word yeah. you say in Mexico is offensive in Guatemala. Absolutely. So these are dynamics that we've mastered. And it's funny because the way we've mastered that is because I'm a pastor's kid. I grew up in a Hispanic ministry that flourished in South Florida. So my church was a melting pot of every single nation you can imagine of Latin America. So by doing missions overseas and ministry, I didn't know that it was God grooming me for political influence and engaging the Hispanic community in a diverse manner where they can understand the conservative message that we need to get out. And um, and, and I'm blessed to, to, to say that when I moved from Florida to Tennessee, uh, shortly with, with them coming here, and I, and I just say this really is God just doing everything because he just as we know and he knows we're aware of the problem he already has the solution and all of us are part of that solution so we're part of a greater plan so that the truth can continue to make its course to make its way to the hearts and minds of everyone because let me tell you god loves everyone more than we do and he's not going to let the left continue to just have the upper hand with this demonic agenda because i believe it's a demonic agenda to to have everybody have just a fair share of misery with a socialist agenda and to divide us and to just be bigger government so when i moved to tennessee little did i know that then i would be asked to be part of uh governor billy's economic recovery group and translate all the reopening phase information to the Hispanic community across the state on behalf of the governor's office. Wow. And 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 this was just an initiative. And and the cool thing is, is that I'm able to see what kind of messaging is going through the governor's office. And this allows me to communicate with the governor's office how the Hispanics feel about what's being communicated and how they perceive things. There's translations I've had to correct that say, are, are you sure we can say it this way? I say, no, no, no. If you say it that way, it, it's not going to be well received. But had I been a liberal operative, can you imagine the damage I can do, Reverend? Yeah. If I were translating with a leftist ideology of, of big government and, and trying to sabotage probably the, one of the most uh, greatest governors, Republican governors, you know, I think about things like that and I'm just like, wow, you know, media has been rigged against the Hispanic community. And, and we need more operatives that will stand up and voice the conservative values. And that's why we're mobilizing churches across the nation that are Hispanic. We're mobilizing um, uh, just an alliance of Hispanic influencers. We have an event that uh, where we're actually launching a Hispanic celebrity panel that is going to address openly uh, the problem with big tech 
the problem with conservative censorship, and we're going to do it um, um, now in Orlando in June uh, at the Faith and Freedom uh, Conference. We're bringing in, you know, uh, Mirka de Llanos, which is a uh, renowned Hispanic journalism, um, Hispanic journalist, that she's openly conservative and she's going to talk she's going to throw hispanic media under bus she, just like you did yesterday on the panel when you said hey i was there when they were putting critical race theory together <laughs> and this is garbage well she's going to be able to say that but to the hispanic community so we continue to open eyes and help people come out of the kool-aid and realize america's a great nation they migrated because this is a great nation and therefore we must protect what made america Great. I just love it, Michelle, when we get guests on who are not wallflowers and you don't have to coax them to talk or anything like that. Neil, so you are uh, an, a commentator's dream on a, on a radio show. I'm telling you the truth. But listen, let's, let me ask you this. And I, I hope you can stay with me through the break because I have a, little, a few other things I want to talk to you about. But this is one I want to kick off here. i got about two minutes left in this segment. Um, uh, when we talk about how social uh, socialism and socialist ideas have infiltrated and do infiltrate Latin America. One of the most beautiful places on earth is Puerto Rico. It's one of the most beautiful places on this on this planet, y'all. If you've never been there, be sure to visit. But it is incredibly uh, liberal. I mean, everybody there. Is it because of what you told us that the media that they are exposed to um, is it, it just drenches them? It, it has saturated their minds with that liberal ideology. Uh, start on that. Uh, just start on that conversation, and uh, we're going to go up, up against a break here in about. Uh, can take about a minute, and I'll have to. I'll have to go to break. Sure. Well, Hispanics are facing the same problems that every other family is facing, non-Hispanic families are facing here in the U.S., that the liberal agenda has not only infiltrated media, they have infiltrated and dominated um, academia on college campus, on, you know, high school, middle school, elementary. You see a very pro-liberal agenda. And what happens is Hispanics don't just come and uh, take in the media that's speaking their language. They're trusting the public school system when they drop off their child at school and when they pick them up. You have no idea the countless complaints I received from parents, Hispanic parents, that have told me I, I, I thought. I thought I was dropping off my kids to learn arithmetic and literature and science and social studies. And I and I pick up, at the end of the day, I'm picking up a socialist in training. How did this happen? <laughs> we learned from this. How can, how can what we were running from in our country now be, be wow. uh, in the classroom? Wow. Wow. Nilsa, hold that thought. Folks, It's you got to laugh because you'd cry. If, in fact, you could hear some of the stories that Nielsa has heard, and I have heard this from uh, all Americans, red, yellow, black, and white, how they send their kids to school. It was so funny that you said that. And the school sends back home to you Karl Marx. That's, that's what's happening. You do it at, at, at Thanksgiving. You, you send your kid off to college for the first year. He comes back home from Thanksgiving to Thanksgiving. As Karl Marx, we're going to talk to Nilsa Alvarez when I return. More C.L. Bryant Show. Thought I was worth saving, so you came and changed my life. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. So glad that you have come along with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show daily. And today we're building that conversation with Nilsa Alvarez, Latinos for um, Tennessee. And uh, I, I tell you something, folks, I have just been, I got another, got another arrow in my, in my quiver right now. I really do. She, she furnished several um, because there were things that she said in this last segment that, you know, you just don't think about how people, not just, just uh, people coming from Latin America, uh, coming to this country. There are Romanians. There are all types of people that come into this country. And you wonder just how badly the um, libs have infiltrated all forms of media. Uh, Nilsa, welcome back. And let me ask you this, because I think it's very important that we hear this from you. How's Joe Biden handling this thing at the border? You see it from a lens that maybe I don't. Talk to us. Hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I am so happy you asked that. The border crisis is a crisis that fuels many other crises. Uh, it fuels the crisis of human trafficking, drug trafficking, uh, arms trafficking, you name it. Um, it fuels uh, pedophilia. It fuels the abuse towards children. Uh, the fact that children are being recycled at our border, where you will see the same child coming back, but with different adults. And that's why when President Trump entered office and his team implemented the DNA testing at the border, it, it became a true game changer and a lifesaver to many children. He became the defender of the immigrant child, and the Hispanic community has still not learned that to its entirety because of censored media. But Trump literally became a defender for the child at the border that was being raped by coyotes at the tender age of 10, 9, 8 years old. You give it whatever number, these coyotes, these criminals at the border, there's over uh, 20, if it wasn't 20, I think it's 26 different criminal organizations that work at the border. They abuse, they sexually molest these children. You, there's stories of girls where, where when they go into the detention center and they're reviewed medically, you see they're inside, um, practically torn oh because of the severe sexual abuse at the border. Oh this my is God. something oh that my needs God. to be addressed. And 
I have amazing friends like Rosie Orozco. She is the congresswoman in Mexico that passed the most harshest anti-human trafficking legislation that led to the closure of over 1,500 places of human sales and trafficking throughout Mexico. And she tells me that with, a, with someone like Biden, Mexican families near the border can count, almost count on losing their child to a mystery disappearance where they know that their child has been kidnapped to be trafficked for the demand of sex trafficking in America at the border. Oh, my God. And one of those little girls, and I'm going to give her a name because there's a family suffering. For every child that is trafficked in that border, there is a family suffering. There's a little girl by the name of Lisette Soto. She was taken from her home, from her bed. She was taken from her home. Her parents woke up to find her missing. And till this day, they know, they know for a fact that she was trafficked into the United States. Oh, my God. When, when, when President Trump was in office, this was being dealt with in a most strategic manner with Mexico. He forced Mexico to actually take responsibility for what goes on in the border and the crimes happening every day by the thousands. So Biden is obviously not addressing this and he had supposedly put his little VP puppet because she's the one puppeting behind him she's the one pulling his strings uh miss harris is supposed to be visiting the border she has yet to do so they believe in paying out to corrupt latin american countries that are going to stay with that money and still do nothing about migration wow wow i i tell you it's just breathless it takes your breath away to think of the atrocity that is being allowed to go on. And it takes your breath away to think that we had a champion of children in office just six months ago. And now what do we have? It's time to take uh, serious inventory, America, of what we're about. Nilsa, tell everyone how to get in touch with you, how to bring you to a city near them if they are so inclined. How can they help you if uh, they are inclined to help your organizations? Talk to us. Thank you so much. Um, if they want to contact me directly, I can I can communicate uh, I, I communicate freely through LinkedIn. Um, I'm there as Nilsa Alvarez. That's N as in Nancy, I-L, S as in Sam, A, Nilsa. Uh, it's a Puerto Rican name, so I know it's not that popular, but Nilsa Alvarez. I'm on Facebook as well as Nilsa Alvarez Morales. Um, I'm also on Twitter. And then Latinos for Tennessee, the, the website is latinosfortennessee.com, just as it's spelled. And Reverend, thank you so much for the honor of sharing with you, with sharing with your audience. And let me tell you something. You mentioned Puerto Rico. My family is from the island of Puerto Rico, and I can tell you this. They're in for a big surprise. Uh, the left is in for a big surprise. They think they can use Puerto Rico as a bargaining chip for the Latino vote. Well, that their, their days are numbered because even the most liberal mayor that made national headlines when she tried to make uh, President Trump look like an idiot, 
uh, in responding to the hurricane. If you remember the Sam I do. Yes, I remember. Out. I remember that. Yes. Yeah, and she got voted out. A lot of people don't know because they haven't been following Puerto Rican politics. But she's no longer in office because the majority of the of the island is truly conservative, and they're tired of being used by the left. And I think I think liberals and the left are in for more surprises coming out of the Puerto Rican uh, community, aside from me and my family. <laughs> it's one of the most beautiful places on earth, and it's some of the most beautiful people as well on earth. And it's really good news to know, Nilsa, that uh, all of that that we hear coming out of uh, the liberal news media about the island is not the case. And thank you so much for that. Listen, God bless you and God keep you. Nielsen, one more question for you. Uh, if you could take about three minutes, maybe, or less than that, whatever you want to do. But uh, I got to get this on record. Legacy. A woman like you, um, you leave behind a legacy. Uh, when the day is done, you're sitting there with your husband, and you look off into the sunset, and you haven't quit yet, but you're just uh, slowing it down a little bit. And the day is just about done, and you're relaxing. What type of legacy do you want to leave? What do you want us to say about Nilsa Alvarez Morales? That that she did everything God asked her, no matter how crazy it sounded and no matter how crazy it looked. Um, that's my goal. Um, we're only here for for the time that only God knows we're here. And I don't want to miss out on anything that he's asking or requiring of me. I would. There's a great example of, that a pastor once said that I'll repeat. Um, he said, "I don't want to send, you know, heaven apple pies and then realize when I'm in God's presence that He was into cheesecake." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I got it. Yeah. Hey, guess what? You will hear that again. <laughs> Listen. I have a fear of the Lord, a, an honor in my heart. I love him with all my life. If, if we were to sit down, Reverend, you and I, to talk about everything God has done so that my family and I can be where we are and do what we do, it would be days of conversations because that's how good God is. God is so good. There's not enough books to take record of all he's able and all he's done and all he's continuing to do in our lives. So just with that said, I just want to say if I'm ever remembered for anything, that she was just crazy enough to stand up for everything God asked her to do. Amen, amen, amen. Listen, God bless you and God keep you. Continue to fight the good fight, Nilsa Alvarez Morales. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. Thank you so much for being on with us. Talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryan Show. That was Nilsa Alvarez Morales. And I tell you something, folks. I am absolutely uh, always uh, thrilled when we have a new guest that we can put into the regular lineup that's got something to say. This is the platform uh, that we promise. We promise you you will get a chance to say what's on your mind. If you got something to say now, don't come here with no foolishness, all right? Don't come here. But if you got something to say, you can be able to say it here. You're going to be able to say it on C.L. Bryan's show. I'm going to let you say it. I'm going to ask you a couple questions about it uh, where, you know, I might be a little bit fuzzy because if I'm fuzzy about it, guess what? 
Uh, my audience is fuzzy about it, right? So I'll ask you a question from time to time, or I'll ask you to speak on something that I know the audience will want you to talk about. You'll get a chance to have your say here. Over seven years that we've been on um, here, and Michelle and I have been doing this thing coast to coast. Well, we started regionally, but now we're coast to coast, border to border, and around the globe. Uh, replay on many <clears throat> terrestrial stations and about to get some air here in Florida on um, some of the stations. You know, I want to partner with some of my Latino friends uh, here in the area because the message uh, that we have is very much, oh, very much similar, except it's in different language. And and listen, what they're wanting to do to both, I'm talking about the progressive liberals who are both red, yellow, black, and white, but what they're wanting to do to black, what they, those liberals, the, whatever color they may be, what they're wanting to do to blacks and browns, browns and blacks, is the same thing they wanted to do to us back in the 60s, but we were united. So what they did was they found a way to drive the wedge between us. And in many cases, it was labor and this and that and the other, you know, housing, all that type of thing, especially in California. You know, and gangs played a lot. Let me tell you something. Gangs played a lot of role uh, in the eventual break, the eventual split between blacks and Latinos, although prior to the 60s, uh, uh, blacks and Latinos were pretty, you know, you know, they, they didn't hang out together much. <laughs> not in California. And of course, I'm not, I wasn't in California, but I had relatives out there. And um, in the 50s and 60s, uh, Latinos didn't play a major role in a whole lot. But you better watch out now. Oh, yeah, they're coming. They have always had their place in this nation. They have been first in valor when it came to military service. And uh, let me tell you something, folks. Some of the best people, I'm just telling you the truth. I mean, just telling you what I know. Best people I've known have been of Latin descent. I'm CL, this CL Bryant Show. I'll be back with more of the C.L. Bryant Show. Just want all of them to come in here legally. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show.
Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Uh, the greatest success story the world has ever known. And I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and uh, we're coming to you over uh, the talk monster, the platform of our flagship station, Red State Talk Radio. Uh, throughout the Fruited Plains and around the globe. If you're traveling through Times Square, look up above iconic Ripley's, believe it or not. And the C.L. Bryant Show is housed there on the big screen of the Talk Monster there in Times Square. And every hour, 24 hours a day, the C.L. Bryant Show comes out, sees ya. And old CL's looking right back at you there in Times Square. I want to thank Red State for bringing us into their family. I want to thank others around the country as well. I'll give a shout-out to Loving Liberty up there in Utah. And uh, Larry Reed, who is my next guest, the author of uh, the wildly popular book, It Should Definitely Be, Was Jesus a Socialist? He's a friend of a friend and uh, a lady that we both admire, Miss Kathy Smith there in Utah, my good friend. And I look forward to uh, being with you all up there again. Help me welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show or help me welcome to, to the show for the first time. Larry Reed, thank you for coming on. Hey, thank you, C.L. Pleasure to be with you. My pleasure to have you. Now, Larry, you are the author of the book, Was Jesus a Socialist? What's the genesis of such a book? Okay. Well, I heard this idea that Jesus would be sympathetic to socialism way back as a teenager, and it troubled me back then. But I finally got around, when I heard it uh, more frequently in recent years, to writing a book about it. And uh, it's been uh, very successful in the last uh, year that it's been out. And I really think that it's a critical matter because we're talking about uh, our Lord and Savior. We're talking about a a rather important man in the history of the world. And we ought to have a a pretty accurate view of what he had to say. And it's my contention after reading and rereading the New Testament multiple times that there's nothing in it that suggests he would be sympathetic to anything remotely similar to what we now know as socialism. Nothing whatever. And the premise by which you judge uh, the fact that, uh, and, and in my opinion it is a fact, uh, that Jesus Christ was not a socialist, what, what, what do you build uh, upon? Well, that's a great question because so much of this matter hinges, uh, CL, on how we define socialism. There are a lot of people, especially young people who come right out of uh, high school or or college, who've been told that socialism is uh, helping people, caring for people, giving them things, and so forth. If that's all it is, well, then just about everybody would be a socialist. But what socialism really is, is the concentration of power for the purpose of centrally planning the economy or forcibly redistributing wealth or accumulating property in the hands of the government. Uh, socialists all believe in those things to one degree or another. And when you read the New Testament, you'll find that there's no place where Jesus suggests that uh, 
you know, let's raise taxes, let's put government in charge, let's handle charity through politicians, let's rob Peter to pay Paul. He never suggests any of that sort of thing. He was more interested in what was in your heart, uh, not uh, what was, uh, you know, your political preference. Does the tenets of uh, Jesus or the idea of Jesus being a socialist, does it come also from uh, what we would call black liberation theology? How do they couple? Yeah, uh, liberation theology, black or white, uh, basically says that because Jesus seemed to have a great sympathy for the poor, that therefore he would be in favor of massive uh, forcible redistribution of income by government, government programs to help uh, one group or another. Uh, but, you know, the Bible clearly says that, that God loves a cheerful giver, uh, and no place does Jesus sanction the forcible redistribution of wealth. He's even approached in uh, the book of Luke, Luke twelve thirteen through 15, by a man with a request to redistribute wealth. The man says to him, Master, speak to my brother that he divideth the inheritance with me. In other words, uh, you know, I don't think I got my fair share or he got more than me. Uh, use your power to take from him and give to me. And Jesus' response was, Man, who made me a judge or divider over you? Take heed and beware of covetousness. So uh, there are ample passages in the New Testament from the words of Jesus himself that suggest that even though he had a strong sympathy for the down and out, he wanted uh, the rest of us to help those people uh, from our own resources and through our own free will. He never said, turn it over to the government. Larry Reed is my special guest, and he is the author of Was Jesus a Socialist? There will be other uh, topics that he and I will broach together. But when we talk about fair share, Larry, Dr. Thomas Sowell brings up an interesting question. He asked the question, exactly what do liberals mean by fair share? Exactly what is the fair share that they're talking about? From your perspective, what what is it, Joe Biden, and that, that will lead me to something else that you have written about him. Uh, what, what is he talking about when he, when he talks about fair share? Talk to us about that. Well, you know, that's hard for me to say because I don't think he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, I mean, these guys like Biden, uh, the other class warrior progressive types, uh, they're always talking about this group needs more uh, from that group. It's only fair. Let's take it and give it to them. And my guess is that this is a political tool more than anything else. This isn't something they've thought through carefully that's grounded in either morality or economics. My guess is if the uh, top 20 percent of taxpayers accounted for all of the uh, taxes in the country, uh, they would still be out there claiming that they're not paying their fair share because this is the way class warriors work. They pit group against group, and then they posture as the saviors of the group they've identified as the victims. This is a political strategy. They will do it no matter what the numbers uh, may suggest. When we talk about critical race theory uh, and we talk about uh, how the Democrats uh, are, in fact, the people who want to identify uh, us by color and then value put value upon the worth of a, a human being in America by his color. 
Is that something that Joe Biden is used, being used as a pawn to promote? How is it possible that he was chosen to do that since you acknowledge that, and I agree with you, he, he doesn't necessarily know what he's talking about. What What's going on here is my question, Larry Reed. Well, I think it's political strategy. It's, you know, there's no uh, motivation in life that, in my belief, historically is more toxic than the lust for power. And those who want power uh, usually want ever more of it. And uh, the best way so often they think they can get it is to run around saying, you're a victim, I'm your savior, vote for me, or or here's some something I got for you from somebody else, don't forget me at election time. Uh, and, you know, we're suckers if we sit back and say, oh, thank you so much, Boy, what, a, what a compassionate person you are. No, they're, they're 90% of the time, they just want to accumulate power from themselves, and they use the rest of us in order to get there. That, that's right out of the uh, Democratic Party playbook. And uh, sometimes even Republicans play that game. Let's talk about America and its greatness. Uh, most of us, if you've studied, know anything about um, how American businessmen uh, made their money, you can't help but uh, acknowledge uh, the Rockefellers. And, but the Rockefellers uh, came into wealth by lighting up the world and taking yeah. risk and that type of thing. Uh, it, that's, that's how, but the risk is the important part to understand. Do people understand the importance and the ability of entrepreneurs in this country? You've written about this. Uh, and, and, I don't. Talk to us. Oh, I'm sorry. Talk, no, talk to us about that. Go ahead. Yeah, I think there's a great deal of underappreciation for the entrepreneur. Uh, there's so much praise these days for the so-called common man. Uh, you know, if you're lumped into that group uh, as being common or part of the common man, that's supposed to be a compliment. But uh, I don't denigrate common folk, whatever that may be, but I think it's the uncommon among us to whom we owe the greatest degree of gratitude. It's the people who stand out from the crowd, who uh, muster the courage to speak truth to power, who are on the cutting edge of things like invention and innovation and problem solving, the people who create wealth, not just simply uh, take it and, and throw it around uh, at other people's expense. Uh, and that's essentially what an entrepreneur does. An entrepreneur like, say, John D. Rockefeller, the uh, original of the Rockefellers, uh, he created stuff that previously didn't exist. Uh, we think of them sometimes because our teachers have told us this, that they are robber barons. But John D. Rockefeller didn't steal from people to get uh, wealthy. He consistently improved the quality of his product, primarily kerosene, and consistently produced ever more of it for very happy customers all over the world in direct competition with uh, other entrepreneurs and countries. Uh, on every corner of the planet. Uh, he was a fantastic entrepreneur, didn't steal from anybody. He left the world a far better place and gave us a product that previously had just been sitting beneath the surface of the earth doing no good to anybody. Absolutely right, folks. And uh, it was the risk that, uh, and it's always the risk that creates jobs. When we attack the rich, when we attack the rich, and, and that appears to be the game plan, 
of um, the, the, uh, the, the, the agenda of the Democrats these days. Larry Reed is my special guest author. The book was Jesus a Socialist and uh, obviously uh, someone who is well studied on uh, the landscape of American politics. When we attacked the rich, are, are we feeding our young people something that is uh, definitely uh, antithetical to their own uh, survival and, and future when we teach them that you have to hate those who create jobs? John, what type of tripe is this? <laughs> Talk to us. Yeah, great question, uh, CL. Can you imagine parents telling their children, hey, work hard, maybe someday you can be common. Work hard, maybe you can someday be average. No, uh, that would be uh, child abuse. Uh, any entrepreneurial society, any free and prosperous society should involve parents stimulating their children to go as far as their talents can take them, to go out there in the world and find something that they can do, something they can offer other people that they'll value and become wealthy in the process. I mean, that essentially means that they're serving. When you become wealthy in a free society, not using your political connections, but rather serving customers, what that says is you're doing the world a great service. Uh, if, if somebody goes to uh, a concert and there are 50,000 other people and they all pay 100 bucks a ticket, yeah, the, the uh, band is going to get a lot of money. But look what they've done. They haven't taken anything from anybody. Uh, it's a voluntary transaction. They may get rich, but they've made the world a better place in the estimation of those who voluntarily uh, decided to go hear what they had to do. You know, Larry, you uh, produced something, uh, and it wasn't. To me, it's not satirical. It is absolute truth. And uh, the caption actually is, Joe Biden knows Jim Crow very well. <laughs> And you know, you know, Larry, I'm 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 over sixty years old, man. I, I I remember Jim Crow in the South. I was there in Shreveport, Louisiana. Talk to us about this article. Talk to us about why you had to write this one. Okay, uh, you recall that uh, a few weeks ago, Joe Biden attacked the the new voter voter integrity law here in Georgia. I, I live in Georgia now. I have been for the last eleven years uh, living here. And I read the law, and here comes the president saying, this is Jim Crow on steroids. And I'm thinking, what? <laughs> As I said in the article, it's more like uh, Joe Biden on hallucinogens, because there's nothing in the law that makes it harder for people to vote. It expands voter access. But then to suggest that uh, it's Jim Crow is to trivialize a very painful episode uh, that lasted for decades in American life. And Joe, Joe Biden really should know as well as anybody what Jim Crow really was, because he often cited as his hero, uh, the former Senate Majority Leader. Yeah, Robert, Robert KKK Byrd. <laughs> yeah, you know, he was elected unanimously. Byrd uh, was elected unanimously, exalted Cyclops <laughs> of his local Ku Klux Klan chapter. <laughs> that, the Democratic Party has been the um, uh, the author, the architect, and the primary implementer of Jim Crow in state after state. I mean, and think back, it was Woodrow Wilson, Democratic president, who resegregated uh, the entire federal government. Yeah. It was uh, Woodrow Wilson who refused to acknowledge and shamefully treated 
black soldiers returning to America from World War One. Yeah. It was Franklin Roosevelt who snubbed Jesse uh, Owens and refused to invite him, even though he won four gold medals at the 1936 Berlin Olympics. FDR refused to invite him to the White House, but invited all the white athletes yeah. Yeah. in the Olympic Games to the White House. Yeah. And and they talk about systematic racism in 2021. Get out of town, man. <laughs> Listen, yeah, they're hypocrites. Tell everybody, uh, Larry, it's been a, a, a pleasure, absolute joy having you on. Uh, Michelle, be sure to put Larry in the, the, uh, the uh, circle of interviews that we do on a regular basis. I, I just really have enjoyed it. I know we could sit and talk for hours. And soon when I get up there to uh, Utah... I mean, do, well, I get over to Georgia. I get over to Georgia a lot, but I, when, when I get up, you and I get out to Utah. We need to get out to Utah and uh, bring oh, yeah. with our friend out there. But listen, God bless you and God keep you, man. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you and how to get you to where they are if, in fact, uh, you know, they're inclined to do so. Okay. I have a website where I put everything that I write. It is lawrencewreed.com, and that's spelled L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E. Middle initial W, last name Reed, R, two E's, D, uh, no punctuation, lawrencewreed.com. And I also post at fee, F-E-E dot org. But everything's on my website. It'll take you to a lot of other places where I publish uh, articles of one kind or another. Very delightful, man. Listen, God bless you and God keep you is my prayer for you. Continue to fight the good fight, Larry Reed. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. Thank you for being on with me. Thank you, CL. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was Lawrence W. Reed. And uh, you can go uh, to his website and find out how you can be uh, um, get him to where you are. Let him share with you his thoughts and let him share with you perhaps even his vision for our nation. I... Um, just have really enjoyed uh, both guests here today. Uh, good call on both of those, uh, Michelle. Very good call on both of those. I've been on the road. Uh, most of you know that, and uh, about to go uh, out again. Um, kind of extended for the rest of the month, uh, one place or another. And so, when I come back from break, I'll tell you guys where I'm going to be. Now, love for all my friends to join me uh, in some of these places. Just was with some really great friends up in uh, um, Ohio just this past week. You can go on the website, freedomworks.org, freedomworks.org, or go on our Facebook page, and um, you know, you'll be able to see what we've been doing, so what we're up to. Doing some things with Nigel Farage, and uh, I'll tell you about it here uh, coming up shortly, right after these brief words. Uh, that was Larry Reed on with me. Had a really good time with him. Can't wait to get him back on there. I'd like to probe his brain about other things. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. 
concern to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this fantastic day in the USA. As I was telling you, um, yeah, Nigel Farage, the, the basically uh, the, uh, I guess you could call him um, sort of the Trump of, of, of Britain. Yeah, he led uh, the nation uh, out of the the Brexit movement, led, you know, just, just getting out of that, that whole EU kind of uh, mindset. And of course, they pull them out, they want to fall back in. That's what happens. But he and I uh, are on tour here in uh, America, and our next stop is Palm Beach. We were uh, up in Perrysburg, uh, Ohio. Not too far to Toledo, a really nice little area there in Ohio. One of the best-kept secrets, I imagine, uh, there in the state. And he and I were there at uh, this hall, uh, Greystone, Greystone Hall, a very nice little place that we were in, very nice place there. In fact, the, the architecture up there uh, would just, you just love it, just love the architecture up there in that little little area, this particular church in particular. Uh, but he and I will be in Palm Beach this weekend, um, and I will um, go to freedomworks.org, um, freedomworks.org, and uh, FreedomWorks, I know you're listening. Hey, update the page because people are saying that the page needs to be updated as far as um, where we're going to be in Palm Springs. I don't know off the top of my head. I should I should know off the top of my head, but I don't. I'm sorry. Um, but um, I may find that out before shows in. Send that to me, please. And so um, after Palm Beach. Larry, um, Larry, <laughs> Nigel, and I will be headed out to Chicago. Yeah, we'll be in Chicago on the 11th of this coming month. And then down to San Antonio, uh, we're heading. And then we're going to shoot out and going to wrap up uh, this um, tour, the America Comeback Tour. America Comeback Tour is what it is labeled. And, yeah, we are on our way back. No doubt about it now. It's, it's, it's a difficult fight. you got to understand this now. you got to be in hitting shape. <laughs> I don't know about you football fans out there. Ooh, I can't wait till football season kicks off again. I think we'll be over and through all this madness. It'd be interesting to see how many people still have masks on in the stands and all this kind of stuff. Uh, what's going to happen to the concession guys who have to hand you your sodas and dogs and, you know, peanuts and your beers and so forth? What's going to happen to them? I mean, how are they going to do this if there's still this hysteria there? That's what shut the thing down. It should have never shut down. should have never shut down. We have... We have, we're so bright, we can get past this. But my whole point is this. Phoenix, 
<laughs> We're going to be there. And it's going to be a huge event there in Phoenix. Huge event in Phoenix. We may uh, have over two, 3,000 people in Phoenix. And so need you, all my people in Phoenix, all of our people in Phoenix, come on out. Come on out and let's have a good time uh, there in the great state of Phoenix, Arizona. I um, know this to be so that uh, Nilsa Alvarez, who was my guest first hour, if you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant show, uh, download free the C.L. Bryant show app and get both hours of the show. I, uh, you know, I often tell you that I have raised personally, I have raised five girls. I have three girls of my own. But I have raised five girls and um, and a son. I, of course, I've raised um, a couple of few, several young men, too, several boys, uh, too, at least contributed to their um, rearing. And I have, I have a son, three girls and a son. It's what I have, Jane and I have. But I have raised five girls. And... Um, each one of them had me independently in, in her own way from uh, the word uh, go, the word there you are. They had me wrapped around their pinkies. It was just easy to guide me always. And I don't, men and fathers, I don't know if that's good, bad. I don't, I don't know. Um, I just know that I just have this this special place in my heart for my girls. All that said is this. Nielsa was on in the first hour talking about the atrocities down on the border. Talking about the internal abuse evident in these young girls' bodies when they are examined by doctors. It, um, it sickens me. Uh, all of you know that I am a man of, um, uh, I'm, 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 I can be uh, in your face physically. I'm that kind of individual, and God has had to really you know, deal with me over the years. And he actually, he has healed me of the raging temper that I used to have. It was just one, it was just, I go blind. It was that type of temper. Once it was, it was pushed over a certain edge and God healed me from that. He just healed me from it. And, but when I think about the types of people that would inflict that type of abuse, on children it makes me hulkish I am telling you I could rip their heads off and it makes me particularly uh, concerned when she says that 
Donald John Trump, and 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 I'm not politi- Yeah, I'm politicizing it. Yes, but I'm I'm not saying this for political theater. I'm saying this as political fact. That border, and all the ones who have been abused, all the young people, all the women, all the men, whoever have been abused since this man, Joe Biden, took office, can look back just six months ago to the most secure border there was. You can walk across Canadian border. You can drive across it. You can drive across Canadian border. Easy. You just need a passport. Drive across. No problem. That's some place you can drive across Canadian border. Uh, you don't need to do nothing. I've done it. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of backish woods, but you, you can do it. Sure. You're in Canada. Just go over that that rise, that hill right there. Just go over that hill right there. You're in Canada. Yeah. And so, and so what I'm saying, friends, is that the border was secure. There is needless abuse. There's needless suffering that's going on right now. Joe Biden is is not even paying attention to while these kids are being abused in the way that they are. My God. It gets my blood up. Oh, it really gets my blood up. And I, uh, uh, one of my friends uh, has invited me to come down, ho, oh, to the border. I got to counsel. I got to talk to some of my people about that. I just don't know. I just don't know um, how I'd handle that. But I'm, I think I need to go see this firsthand again. I was down there uh, a year and a half ago to McAllen. I was down there. Sean was down there, went down there, and um, huh. it um, it was bad, but uh, it, it can't be possibly approaching what you're ta- what we're talking about here now. Yeah, it was bad, but it you know it was orderly. We're talking about chaos and disorder. Even once the kids enter into the facilities, they are subject to abuse. Uh, What? They should have never been on the trip to begin with. My point in mentioning my girls... I would be dead or a whole bunch of other people would be dead before I sent my daughters off on such a trek 
And you wonder why they do that. This is why they do it. The media is twofold working against them. Nielsa pointed something out that we want to pay close attention to. She pointed out that when they get here, they are told what a rotten place this is by liberal media, right? When they get here, they're told in their own language what a rotten place this is, right? They're indoctrinated that way so that they can be manipulated to vote a certain way for those who are feeding them this garbage, okay? Now, in order to get them here, though, that same media tells them that Joe Biden is going to let them in. If they can just get here, they can come into America and stay and see their dreams realized and all of that. And so people who have no hope or at least feel they have none, because even though we send them aid in billions of dollars worth all the time, Honduras, oh yeah, we send them billions of dollars in aid. But it's a corrupt government. Guatemala, billions of dollars in aid we have sent to them. But it's all corrupt, right? Billions of dollars in aid. It never gets to the people that we're sending it to. So what the president had did, he had cut it off until they act straighten up and act right. So they start stop sending their people up here. Pre- I'm talking about President Trump, the president. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> the president, Trump. Uh, yeah, who will be the FDR of our time because if Trump comes back, you know, Trump may be president until he's 83 years old. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let's see, Trump's 74. Uh, he gets selected and uh, yeah, Trump, Trump could be president until he's 83 <laughs> until he's 83 years old. It, but isn't that the isn't that uh, a testament to us living longer and being healthy and all that type of thing? And, and I guarantee you that if he decides that that's the way he wants to do it, he's going to do everything he can to make sure his mind remains sharp. And he do need to, he does need to lose about thirty pounds, and uh, he'd be right there in fighting shape for sure. He's lose about thirty pounds, and he'd be in fighting shape. But folks, the same message that was being fed to black folks in the 50s and 60s that uh, and it was legitimately true then that the playing field was unlevel it was legitimately true in business before the 50s and 60s well uh, you wasn't going to be much in business no how unless you had some real entrepreneurial skill like Madam C.J. Walker to create uh, some type of hair product or you were a funeral home director, or you were a preacher, or perhaps you were a black teacher, which was very meager money, but still you had a really good, you had better income than most. Uh, 
if you were a black teacher or professor, you know, particularly a college professor, you had a good income. If you had a skill like a painter or something of that nature, you, you could do very well. But if you had no skills, if you were just like average Joe American trying to get by, just need a job, be on somebody's job to do something, you weren't making a whole lot of money. and You certainly didn't have much of a voice. You were nobody. As far as the society was concerned, you were second, sometimes even third class uh, citizens. But in 2021 America, that's not the case. It is simply not the case. You may want to make it the case. Why? Because you're lazy. Oh, I should. Oh, you shouldn't have said that, CL. But how true is it? Huh? I tell you, the evidence of it is this. Teachers could go back to school and teach. But they don't want to. Why? Because they have become used to getting paid and not working. That is the that is the most demotivating thing in the world is getting paid not to work. Why would you go back to work? You have people who were making minimum wage and they probably weren't getting full hours. But now they're getting full hours, ben- hourly benefits off of the unemployment that is continuing to come in when the jobs that they were on are available again. But they're not going to go back to them. Or not until you cut them off. They're not going back. Why would they? They don't have a chosen profession. Why would they? You can't blame them for taking your money when you're giving it to them. You have to cut it off. Just cut it off. They're offering nothing as far as incentive for you to continue it. But yet we're doing this. And there's no return on this. There's no return on the investment. There is none. So where does this lead us? Where does this lead us, America? Tell, Tell me where does this lead us? It leads us to a society of people who have elites And we have those who are fed by the elites. Oh, we'll talk about it in detail when I return with more of the C.L. Bryant show right here over Red State Talk Radio. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die for So you sacrificed 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL, home stretch. CL Bryant show today. Uh, coming to you from beautiful, beautiful Jensen Beach, uh, Florida, uh, where I told you I was going to be. I had been telling you for months, um, someone actually had the audacity to uh, <laughs> to write me and uh, or text me and or not, no, email me at our C.L. Bryant show and say to me, said to me I really did I didn't think you were going to move to to Florida I thought you were just telling us that are you kidding me anyway listen anybody that knows me if you know me if you know me if you know me any time in my life since I was a kid if I told you I was going to do something you better sit back and watch <laughs> I told you I was going down here again uh, after uh, Jane passed and and so forth. And I came down here to um, uh, speak. Uh, I came down here to speak. Uh, I was down in Palm Beach and was driven up here to uh, St. Lucie County to speak at a Tea Party rally. And uh, uh, yeah, and I came. I I, I got a, a hotel over here. Uh, on the beach and um it was just something that <laughs> i don't know i just I just fell in love with it. i fell in love with it and i realized where i was i'm between palm beach and orlando florida and there's a beach <laughs> and so um I said to myself, CL, why not? You always want to live on the beach. Jane did not like beaches. She didn't like sand. She didn't like that kind of stuff. She didn't like grit. She loved uh, being on the ocean and all that kind of thing. She didn't want to live on the beach at all. I would, I would have been a beachcomber all my life, most likely. But um, I'm here now. Beautiful Jensen Beach. But, yeah, they sent a, an email saying, well, thank you. Are you kidding me? I'm always known to do what I say. And you should be too, America. You should be known to do what you say you're going to do. Now, um, the elites are known for doing what they, they say they're going to do. And they, the, Joe Biden says that they're going to put you back in chains. Yeah, whenever Joe Biden, whenever the, the, the liberals say something like that to you about what Republicans are going to do, just only thing you got to do is say, wow, the Democrats are wanting to put us back in chains. Joe Biden always telegraphs what they are wanting to do. Yeah. When we talk about um, 
critical race theory and Joe Biden wanting that to be a part of education. Don't you see? Can't you see this? I shared this with Latinos uh, for uh, Tennessee yesterday. Can't you see this? That they are playing you. It's them who want to segregate things. Not, not, not Republicans. They want to segregate your children by color. Even if your children happen to be of uh, mixed origin. Uh, I'm talking about Caucasian or something else. Or black or something else. Or Mexican or something else. Or whatever you might be in something else. They want to align you against the white male in particular. Are you hearing me? You better wake up and smell this coffee because I am telling you what's going on here and you are letting them make you think and they are making your children think that somehow this is some type of white conspiracy against the rest of the world, certainly against America, when it is them Hear me, it is them who are launching this assault against our nation down racial lines. It is Joe Biden. It is Kamala Harris. It is Barack Obama who was the originator of this fundamental change that we are witnessing, uh, attempting to be transpired here on, on, on the American landscape. It is him. It is them who are wanting your children to think only as uh, in terms of other people as colors. And the color will determine their worth, whether they're good, whether they're evil, whether or not they can participate in society or not. If they have, oh my God, you know what? I heard, I heard talk Tucker, and I hadn't, hadn't talked to Tucker in ages. It's been years since I talked to Tucker. Uh, he, I was invited on the show, but I was... Um, in the air, I think I was going to be in the air when I was going to be on the Tucker show just a few months ago when we got to get back with them. Peter, Peter Vincenzi, our press secretary, I'd love to do the Tucker show, especially after what he said last night. Is that if you have said certain things, your son, of course, my son is just about past military age as far as if there was a draft, they'd get him for sure. But he's just about past draft age. But if you have a child that's uh, oh, 18 to 29, 18, 25, Prime of you, prime of age, prime of age. Uh, then if they posted anything about supporting Donald Trump, if they posted anything about this election may have been stolen, if they posted anything like that, then they have uh, been, they are labeled under this administration and under those who have the authority to induct or deny induction into our military, they have pretty much disqualified themselves because they are now uh, considered to be extremist. Tucker brought that out last night. Yeah, got a chance to, 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 to watch him. I was shocked. 
And the thing is, you all know that the military uh, mostly votes for the commander in chief who is mostly pro-military, right? Well, what are you going to have as military if you kick out, bar from becoming a part of our military, those who have patriotic leanings and conservative views? What type of military then you do you have then in 15 years? You have the type of military that uh, we might be able to say causes America not to be mentioned in prophecy. That's the kind of military you have. You have the kind of military that will will cause America not to be mentioned in prophecy. That is the reason why America is not mentioned in prophecy. Oh, the 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 great uh, army of the east, the the government of the east, the kings of the east are certainly um, mentioned. You could call them the Chinese if you want, or maybe the Arab nations. I don't know. But I think he's talking about the Chinese. Yeah, I think John saw the, the kings of the east and the Chinese and Tubal, the kings of the north, um, modern Russia. He saw them in, in prophecy. Yeah, he saw them in prophecy. Sure did. He saw the he saw uh, scripture, prophets, not, not John, but prophets uh, saw Israel becoming a nation again. God gathering up again. It, it has all been uh, prophesied, but America, uh, the king of the West, the kings of the West, they're not mentioned at all. No. And the type of uh, effort that Joe Biden is putting into uh, causing us to, in fact, he's going on the second apology. He's going on the apology tour. He's already been on the apology tour, and he had been what he's been. He's been uh, in in the Oval Office. Uh, he's 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 assumed uh, the Oval Office. They gave him the Oval Office. What it hadn't even been four months? Been four months. <laughs> All of this has happened on his watch. The the border has gone to absolute. Oh, it's a hot mess. It's gone to absolute hot mess. And he did it. I don't care how they try to spin it. He did it. Border was secure. Young girls were not being abused to a point where their entrails are being torn up. He did it. And you should be angry about it. The only way that we're going to stop it is to stand up and push back against it. And the question that you must ask is what are you prepared to do about it? And I'm not asking you, I'm not inciting you, I'm not wanting you, and you better hear me to go out and do uh, anyone any harm, any hurt, or anything, but you better become as politically active in those idiots that we have placed in Washington who are not doing their jobs. You need to take their political heads and slam them against the wall. Wake them up and understand that we're not taking this any longer. 
You hear that woman ranting, take these masks off my child, off my children. Lady, I stand in solidarity with you, Mom. Yeah, I do. I admire it. I admire it. I admire your fire, girl. Michelle, let's get her on. Let's track her down and get her on. I'd love for her to light it up right here. You know what amazes me? Men. I hear the I hear the women hollering. I hear the women talking about it. I hear the women talking. I hear the women uh, uh, going on a rampage. Uh, Nilsa went on rampage. In fact, we had Jerry. We had Jerry Reed. That's a great, great Greek musician. Larry Reed on with us a little early. He's fired up. Got me fired up. Nilsa and Larry got me fired up today. Women are fired up. Mo- mothers are mad. Better wake it up. Take the political heads of those you have elected to office and slam them against the wall. They need to wake up and let them know you did it. (laughs) Okay, I got to text CL, you shouldn't. (laughs) Take their political heads and slam them against the wall. That's how angry you should be about what's going on in this nation right now. And the Republicans in particular are standing back watching. Except for Jim Jordan, leave him alone. Don't touch Jim. Mike Johnson, leave Mike alone. Don't touch Mike. But I'm with the president when he says that Mitch McConnell, Mitch has to go. I'm not asking you to take anybody's head, literally, physically. I said they're political heads. Politically. And wake them up. <laughs> okay. I'm CL, and I certainly appreciate you all for coming along here with us today. I want to thank God. Oh, that's what Jesus did when he uh, ousted the money temple uh, changers from the temple. He took their money changing heads and slammed them against the wall. That's what he did. Woke them up. Got him crucified, but. I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of another day and our men and women across the globe in uniform who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, may God bless and keep you all. Mm-hmm.